Hey ladies, welcome to the Aligned Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Hallie Hobday, and I'm an online fitness coach whose mission is to help inspire women to live a balanced lifestyle along their fitness journey. I've helped hundreds of women lose body fat without cutting out carbs and without doing tons of cardio. Now let's get into today's episode. What is going on, everyone? Happy Friday. We made it to the weekend. Um, If you guys are watching this live, hashtag I'm here down below. If you're watching this on the replay, then hashtag replay. Um, I am streaming right now from my computer and it's always a little funky for me i can never see your guys's comments when i'm on my laptop for some reason um but if you guys have questions as we go throughout this live stream put them in the comments below and if you are on this right now please 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 tag a friend in the comments i'm going to try to tag everyone in the comments as well tag one or two friends in the comments and we are going to get this live stream started we're going to get the party started okay and today we're talking about fitness myths Okay, common fitness myths that I used to believe or that a lot of you guys probably believe or have heard. And I just want to educate you guys in this program. That is my goal is to educate you so you can walk confidently into the rest of your fitness journey and know what to do because there's so much misinformation out there these days on the internet. If you guys have been feeling overwhelmed before joining this program of like knowing what to do or what exercises to do, what diet to do, you've seen so much misinformation or just so much contradicting information out there. Just say me in the comments because I'm sure a lot of us have struggled with this. So I'm going to be busting 10 common fitness myths that you've probably already heard and that you probably will continue to hear because there's so much TikToks and YouTube videos and articles now where it's like it's really easy to get shiny object syndrome because you're just like looking at all these different things and you're like oh I should do that this girl did that and she got these results so um my game plan is to help you guys know the actual science and so maybe when people actually come to you with a fitness myth you can actually educate them too Okay, so we are going to jump right into this. Again, if you did not tag a friend in the comments already, please do so. We'll get some more friends on here, even though I cannot see your guys' comments. But if you have questions as we go through this, please put them in the comments. So let's start with the first one. The first fitness myth that we're going to talk about is spot reduction. And mainly I'm talking about ab exercises, because I used to think this was way before I started my fitness journey when I was like in high school, I thought that doing ab exercises were going to melt the body fat or the belly fat off of my stomach area. I thought that was helping me get quote unquote abs. And so many people believe this, especially, you know, trying to get rid of belly fat that you can do ab exercises and that actually helps you have a toned stomach, which has nothing to do with that. Um, Cause first of all, we already have abs. Every one of us, you watching this, you guys in the comments, you guys listening to this, me, everyone, your mom, your grandma, your uncle, we all have abdominal muscles. Every human being already has abs. It's just sometimes we have a layer of fat that covers them and you can't see them. But if you have a low body fat percentage, you will see your abdominal muscles. You don't have to do a ton of ab exercises. In fact, I don't really do any ab exercises. I've been doing a little bit now just because I've been going through PT, but I rarely do ab exercises. I know I program some ab exercises for you guys because I think it's still good to train your core, but really all you necessarily need is to brace your core during weight training movements. And that is it. 
that's a good enough core exercise. And so a lot of people think that by doing specific exercises, you are targeting, you know, that fat in that area, like getting a flatter stomach, like you're trying to reduce fat in those areas. But spot reduction is a myth. Okay, so the body burns fat as a whole, not just in one specific area, we can't target where we want to lose body fat, you can target where you want to build muscle. Okay, so second myth that we're going to talk about is cardio is the only way to lose weight, you have to do cardio in order to lose weight, you guys should know if you've been in this program for long enough, you know that cardio is not necessary to lose weight. It is just an added tool that can maybe help push you further into a calorie deficit. But there are people in this program, even some of you guys who are probably watching this live who have lost body fat without doing cardio. You're just doing your step count goal and say me in the comments if this is if you guys are one of those people like you've lost body fat in the program and we're not doing running and spin class and elliptical and stairmaster and all of these cardio things. I know some of you guys do have cardio. Everyone's journey is different, which is why everyone has a different plan. Sometimes I will prescribe cardio to a client if we want to go further into a calorie deficit without dropping our food down. So you can either add more cardio or you can lower your food. Those are two different ways to achieve a calorie deficit. So cardio can help with weight loss, but it is not the only way you guys know that strength training, resistance training, weight training is just as important because it helps you build muscle mass. And when you have more muscle on your body, you are burning more calories at rest. You're turning your body into a fat burning machine. You're increasing your metabolism, which is what we like. Okay. And so third fitness myth is you have to be sore after a workout in order for you to see results. And I used to think this too. I was like, if I'm not, if I can't walk the next day, then I didn't have a good enough workout. I think we all believe this at some point. And I know it can get exciting to feel sore after a workout. And you're like, oh, that was such a great workout. And like, it's not to say that if you're sore, that's bad, but you don't have to be sore after your workout in order for it to be effective. In fact, if you are sore all the time, and you're always constantly sore after every workout every week, that's not a good sign. You're not recovering properly. Something's wrong. Like I want to take a look at your nutrition, maybe your sleep, um, your stress levels. Like we want to make sure that you actually are recovering. And for me, you guys, I honestly do not get sore a lot. In fact, I maybe get sore like, I don't know, once a month or once every two months. Like it really takes a lot for me to get sore, but I'm also in a surplus right now. So if you have more calories and more protein, um, your body is recovering faster. So I don't really get sore. It's like pretty rare that I am sore. Um, and that's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean that I'm not getting in good workouts. It's just that my recovery is really good. So um, again, not saying that if you do get sore, that's bad, but like you don't always have to be sore. Okay. If you're not recovering properly, then you are not going to see good progress. So there we go. Third fitness myth. If you guys are getting value, please drop some fire emojis in the comments, even though the comments are not showing up for me. I don't know why it always does this, um, but drop some fire emojis if you guys are following along and I'm going to look at your guys's comments after this but fourth fitness myth to remember that we're going to bust right now is more time exercising equals better results more time spent in the gym equals better results 
Not always the case. If you are literally not exercising at all, then yeah, you doing more exercise and spending more time exercising is going to get you better results. But if you're already exercising for like 30 minutes or your workouts are taking 45 minutes, you doing a two hour long workout is not going to get you better results. In fact, that could probably hinder your progress because you are just doing too much. You're overtraining and you're not getting your you're not getting your recovery, which is why. And some of you guys have done this and, you know, I've giving you some tough love. I know some of us in here, maybe you miss a workout and you get really discouraged and you're like, I'm going to double up. I'm going to do two workouts the next day so I don't miss any workouts that week. And I'm always like, no, don't do that. Please don't do that. And I appreciate your guys' dedication. Okay, I appreciate it. But I would rather you guys not do that workout at all than to do two in a day. More time spent exercising does not equal better results. It's quality over quantity, which is another reason why if you've requested to do six workouts or workouts every day, seven days per week, I do not give that to you because I know it's not going to be good for your progress. It's going to hinder your results. You guys, I, a few years ago before I was a coach, I was obsessed with exercising. It was not good. I was, I was thinking that I had to do six intense weight training workouts a week in order to see results. And if I didn't work out six days per week, I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to make progress. And I would stress out about it. And I was also doing all this cardio, Stairmaster, hit sprints, 10K steps a day, six workouts a week. It was so much. My body was so inflamed. I was so tired all the time. I was not recovering. Uh, my body was like, I, I looked worse doing all that because I wasn't actually giving my body rest. And now my physique has been really changing these past six, seven months because I have my coach now. I'm I'm only training four days per week. I have three full rest days. My workouts take me 45 minutes max to maybe, maybe one hour, but that's including like my warm up and everything. So my actual working sets are like maybe even like 30 to 40 minutes long especially on my upper body days. So my workouts are not super long and your guys's aren't either. If you're taking two hours to do your workout, we need to look at something because you are doing them too slow or something. Um, but you don't need to spend more time in the gym, spending hours in the gym or hours doing your home workouts. Um, it's not actually doing you good. It's doing you more harm. You want to have that high intensity and an actual purpose for your workouts, not just trying to burn as many calories as possible, which is another tip that our myth that I actually didn't write down of um, burning more calories in your workout equals better results. I know a lot of us have the fitness watches and we're like tracking our caloric burn. Those are not accurate. Some of them can be so far off by 30% or more or up to 30% off. Um, and there's no easily accessible way or accurate way to track your caloric burn. Um, you'd have to do it in like a lab setting. Like there's no 100% accurate way for us to do it that's easily accessible. So don't worry about caloric burn. That only makes up about 10% of your total energy expenditure throughout the day. Only 10% of your calories burned are through your workout. So don't worry about burning more calories. That's not going to do anything. You want to worry about the calories coming in. That's what really matters. The calories you're consuming. Okay, so those were like, that was two myths in one. But next one, fifth fitness myth we're going to bust is, well, actually, we already talked about this, but crunches are the key to flat abs or flat tummy or getting abs. And I actually did want to talk about this one a lot because I know a lot of us really think that like, oh, I got to do more stomach exercises or ab exercises. And I used to do so many dumb 
ab routines on YouTube. This was like a few years ago when I was like in high school and stuff. When I didn't know what I was doing, I would watch all these ab exercises and I like convinced myself that I'm like, oh, these are working. But it's like, no, that's not doing anything. Like the science doesn't lie. Even if you're doing ab exercises and you're like, oh, I lost more body fat. It's not from the ab exercises. You're probably, well, you are in a calorie deficit and it's coming from the calorie deficit, not the ab exercises. But that's not to say those are bad great for your core strength, but not going to actually give you abs from doing ab exercises. We need a combination of a proper diet, a calorie deficit, body fat reduction, and we just need exercises targeting your entire body, not just your abs. Okay. So again, already talked about that one, but that one's important. Okay. Sixth fitness myth that I know some of you used to believe, and I used to believe this too, is weightlifting makes women bulky. I used to believe this myth and it held me back from making so much progress. Um, Many women, unfortunately, avoid weight training or they avoid uh, lifting heavy and really training to their full potential because they fear gaining more muscle mass. I don't want to look manly. I don't want to look bulky. I don't want to look big. But the female body is not genetically capable to build muscle in that sense without very specific. Okay, first of all, without like steroids, which there's a lot of women that are on steroids, which do whatever you want. But like those women, now they have the hormones now to build muscle in that sense. So if you're a natural female, you're not going to look like that. Muscle is so hard to build. It is extremely hard. Take it from me. I'm in a huge surplus and I'm really trying really hard to put on muscle. And I'm still, you know, I'm making like progress, of course, but it's taken me like seven months to add like it two inches on my glutes. Like it's taken me so long because muscle is hard to build. It's extremely hard to build. Um, You're not going to wake up one day and you're like, oh my God, I'm the Hulk. Like I look so bad. I'm so big. You don't wake up the next day and you're bulky. It takes years, years and years and years and years and years and more years and more years to build muscle in that sense. Like the women who compete in like wellness and they're in uh, bikini competitions and they're in the wellness category, one, they're on steroids, they're taking things, steroids that help them build muscle. And they've been training for years. Those women have probably been weight training for a decade or longer. So you have to remind yourself that you're not going to look like that. You're not going to build muscle like that. You're not going to look manly. In fact, training heavy and really pushing yourself in the gym will help tone. I don't like to use the word tone, but it's going to help sculpt your body and change your body composition and help you appear more toned. So do not be afraid to lift heavy, especially on upper body days. You want those toned arms, but you don't want to build muscle like then you're not going to have the toned arms. So go pick up the heavy weights and stop being afraid of getting bulky. Okay. If you guys are getting value again, drop some fire emojis in the comments. And if you have questions, put them in the comments too. And I can answer them after this live stream. But next fitness myth. This is one that I know some of you guys believe because I was just talking about this with some of you, but eating late at night leads to weight gain. This is a myth that I actually was taught growing up. I remember my stepmom would tell me like, oh, anything after 6 p.m. stays with you for life. And like I got into that mindset of like, I can't eat past 6 p.m. or 7 p.m., 
whatever time. I feel like everyone says a different time anyway. And so it is so commonly believed that if you eat late at night, um, anyways, it is commonly believed that if you eat super late at night, you're going to gain weight, but it doesn't matter so much the meal timing. What really matters is your overall caloric intake for the day. So even if you eat at 8 p.m., I mean, you might wake up feeling a little bloated still because you're you still have food in your stomach, your body didn't quite digest it yet, but it's not going to lead to fat gain as long as you're not in a calorie surplus. That's what really matters. If you're in a calorie deficit and you eat dinner at 8 p.m. every night, you're still going to lose body fat. Like that's how it works. You cannot argue the science or the math like the math ain't mathing. Okay, so don't be afraid of like eating super late. In fact, I have been eating dinner really late recently just because I get distracted and I'm working or doing something and I have so much food that it's like really hard for me to finish. So sometimes at the end of the night, I have to make a huge protein shake to hit my calories and my protein. And I'm drinking that at like 830, 9 p.m. sometimes. And I go to bed feeling really full, which I don't recommend either. But sometimes I have to do that if I'm like in a pinch, but I'm not gaining excess body fat because of that. So just worry about your overall caloric intake for the entire day. Don't worry so much about meal timing. However, do I think eating late at night is good for your digestion? No. I mean, I do recommend trying to eat and digest your food before you go to bed so you don't go to bed feeling really uncomfortable and full. But in terms of fat gain, it's not really going to affect that at all unless you are in a calorie surplus. So there we go. Next fitness myth is taking supplements is enough for your fitness goals. Some of us out here are taking, you know, we we look too much into like what supplements are best for fat loss. There's no best supplement for fat loss. What you need is a calorie deficit. And I know um, there's a lot of like weight loss drugs going around, especially Ozempic being super popular right now. Those are not magic supplements or magic pills or anything. What most of them do, especially Ozempic, it just hinders your appetite. Like it makes you feel really full. Um, It sends off chemical in your brain to make you feel fuller than what you actually are so you're not hungry. If you're not as hungry, you're not eating as much. If you're not eating as much, you're in a calorie deficit. So it always, 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 no matter what, will lead back to a calorie deficit. So there's no supplements that will just like burn more fat or like melt fat off of your body. The basis, the thing that really matters is your nutrition and your training. Those are the foundation of everything. If you're not in alignment with your nutrition or your training, then you're not going to see fat loss results. Even if someone was taking Ozempic and they were eating in a calorie surplus still, like you were still over your maintenance calories, you would still gain body fat even on Ozempic. Possible to gain fat on Ozempic if you're in a calorie surplus. So don't worry so much about um, supplements. They can be helpful. Some supplements are helpful, especially if you have, um, you know, you know, sometimes I will recommend you guys to take magnesium. Magnesium is a great supplement, a great vitamin, vitamin deficiency. That was the word I was looking for. If you have vitamin deficiencies, there are some supplements that I think are helpful. And I think there are some good ones that are beneficial for your overall health. But is it the answer to fat loss? No, like you do need a healthy and balanced diet and healthy and active lifestyle in order to be healthy. You can't just be eating crap all the time and then taking supplements and hope that it will put in the work for you. You still have to put in the work. You still have to live the healthy lifestyle. Okay. Final fitness myth we're going to talk about is sweating. Sweating equals 
more fat loss, or if you're sweating more, you're burning more body fat, or if you are um, sweating more, then it's a better workout. So I have a lot of, I used to believe this as well. I know some of you guys in here have believed this too, but sweating is just your natural your body's natural way of cooling itself down. Um, it has no correlation to fat loss or fat gain. If you are sweating more in your workout, that doesn't mean it's a better workout or a more effective workout. That just means your body is hotter in that workout. Maybe you're working out in a gym that doesn't have AC and it's summertime. There's no fans going on. Like you're going to be sweating more versus if you like, for example, our gym is not that hot. Um, there is AC and it feels pretty nice in there. So like, I don't sweat a lot during my workouts. It doesn't mean that I'm not making progress or not having a good workout. It's just that my body doesn't need to cool itself down. Like I, I just feel fine. So, um, get that out of your head of like, Oh, I need to get a good sweat to like burn more calories and like melt more body fat off. It doesn't work that way. You have to be in a calorie deficit to lose body fat, even if you're sweating a lot. I mean, it's also genetic too. Some people naturally sweat more than others. Like it really just depends. It doesn't mean that that person who sweats more is going to make better progress. It's just like, their body is sweating more it has nothing to do with the effectiveness of your workout. Um, what determines the effectiveness of your workout is if you are actually progressing over time. Like if you're sweating a lot, but you're not applying progressive overload in your workout, then you're not going to make progress, you're not going to build muscle. So it just comes down to the actual foundation of like, how's your actual consistency, your nutrition, your training intensity, not the supplements or the sweating or all those little things don't get lost and don't get caught up in all these fitness myths um just always go back to the actual science okay so those were the 10 fitness myths i wanted to talk about with you guys again thank you so much for coming to this live stream i'm sorry i cannot see your guys's comments um but if you have questions i'm gonna go back after this and go through them but i hope you guys got value from this i hope you learned something new if you have other fitness myths that you've heard recently post them in the group and we can also talk about those so thank you guys for coming have an amazing weekend and i will talk to you soon Thank you so much for tuning in, girl. Hopefully you got some value and learned something new. If you did and you want guidance on how to reach your fitness goals without restricting yourself, send me a DM on Instagram at HallieJuneFit with the word goals and we'll chat. I appreciate you and I'll see you in the next episode.